12, verse 24. So it's a couple of weeks away, people. Hallelujah. And so the, the, the building fund, the finances will go towards that. Hallelujah. John 12, 24 says, I tell you the truth. Unless a seed or a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and what? It remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Father, I pray that we would be able to glean, which is also a harvest term, from your word here this morning, Lord, and that we would have a deeper understanding of our responsibilities as Christians financially. But Lord, as we water, Lord God, we know that we will be watered ourselves, as your word says, and we will be blessed ourselves as we are obedient to your word. Lord, and I pray that we would understand the importance of sermons such as this, Lord God, for our future, our children's future, and for the future of wealth in our families. I pray wealth and increase, and I pray success and prosperity upon your people. Not luxury, but wealth, Lord God. Prosperity, because there's a difference. That we would have plenty, Lord God, to be able to live that abundant life that you have promised us. I ask it all in Jesus' name. And everybody together said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You know, the, the prisons have different gangs. And I used to minister in the prisons. Mondo, who was here on Friday night. How many were here Friday night? Weren't you blessed to have Brother Mando and Aline? I would say 95% of you were surprised that when you were here to have Mando and Aline, they weren't supposed to minister here, but they showed up and, and, and they were here early for our, our uh, service that we were going to be having yesterday, our marriage seminar. That was powerful. A very, very powerful, powerful marriage seminar that we had on yesterday. And it was all day. And my wife and I were able to uh, be involved later on in the questions and answers. But Mon and Arlene got down. They did a tremendous job. But on Friday, they were here as well. And uh, they ministered. God, it was just, just tremendous how God moved. And, and uh, you know, the altar call, there was miracles that happened and healings. Uh, word, of, uh, word of discernment went out. Word of knowledge went out to people. People received a word for their lives. But he and I, you know, we used to go to the jails and the prisons quite a bit. And uh, uh, during our, 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 in my life, my beginning stages of going to the prisons, we'd go to the YAs, and I saw when the Crips and the Blood started. And uh, uh, I was there, I saw some of the founders I would uh, uh, remember, and I was able to preach to them, and it was something else. They'd look at us real, real hard, but they were, they'd come to the chapel because they wanted to get out of being in their pods and being in their, their cells or what have you. But, uh, you know, I know that they respected us. Okay, because uh, we would tell them, listen, guys, we've been in prison. We know where you're headed. We know what's going to happen. But I remember, and I've told you before, that I saw a gleam in their eye. They had a, a sort of a, a gleam like, because one of the older guys that would go into the prison with me would always tell them, listen, the black gorilla guys, they're waiting for you. And they'd look at us like, we're ready for them. We are ready for the black gorilla family. We, you know, and then they said that famous line that is rather infamous now. We're crips. We don't die. We multiply and they used to tell us that. And go, All right. And when we get in, the same thing's going to happen. Uh, and they had a vision. And it's really come to pass. It's a sad, bad vision. But they, and I can see it in their eye. Well, the title of my sermon is, you know, Die to Multiply. See, theirs is different. We don't die, we multiply. No, no, no. You have to die in order to multiply according to God's scripture here. He says, unless it dies, it will not produce, it will not multiply. Okay, and we're going to be dealing here with finances. The Bible says God owns all the cattle on a thousand hills. The only thing is he needs cowboys to round it up. 
So I'm going to be speaking to the cowboy inside of you here this morning. Hallelujah. Uh, giddy up, cowboy. Uh, yes, you own all the cattle. But the cattle got to respond to the cowboys. Hallelujah. Uh, and we're going to be teaching here from God's word. Okay. In regards to uh, uh, the finances. Dealing with money. See, there's an ability, or excuse me, there, there's no scripture within God's word that says that we can be blessed by God by withholding. You can't do that. The only way you can receive increase is by planting, is by giving. There is he that withholdeth, the Bible says in Proverbs, and it comes to not. Nothing happens. Uh, because we call it in Spanish, codo, uh, tightwad. And again, I've, I've said before that I, I didn't understand what that meant in Spanish until I figured it out. You know, the tightest part of your body is the elbow. Uh, ask Hulk Hogan. <laughs> um, he'll tell you, Pass. Uh, it's, it's, but the Bible says when you withhold it's going to come to nothing see nobody can go into a bank and just say give me no you have to they're going to look at your files and your records and if it's you know if you put it in there it's been there a while it's matured then you're going to have increase and they're going to give you see you can only get fruit if you've planted a root if you put something in no root no fruit Ah. Uh, that's the principle. If you don't have nothing in there, if you haven't planted nothing, and there's no root down in the ground, then don't expect to get any fruit. Uh, see, Galatians 6, 8 says that a person can only reap or receive when he or she has planted or once they have sown. Uh, and that's the law of the harvest. You plant, and there's a law of harvest. Whatever you plant is what you're going to get back. We've said it before. You plant apples, you're going to get... You plant money... You're going to get finances. Simple as that. Christ himself said, by their fruit, ah, you shall know them. And in other words, what Jesus was saying when he says, by their fruit you shall know them, is that what's deep down inside of a person will tell what kind of a fruit they're going to produce. In other words, the root you have inside you uh, is what you're going to produce. By their fruit you shall know them. Now one of we call fruits produce. You've got to get them in the produce section. It's the same word, produce or produce, production. But in God's law of sowing and reaping, the root is very, very important. I grew up in our house, and we had persimmon trees. We had uh, different types of trees, but we had a peach tree. And it was a big one. And we could, that was a strong peach tree. And it was near the, the, the front of the house. So not only would us eight kids get on the peach tree and mess with it, but every kid that was walking up Oak Street, if they had a chance, knowing how strong that peach tree was, and they didn't want to get home right away after school, because the school was half a block down, they'd jump on that peach tree, and it was all messed up. Uh, they'd pick the peach tree out, the chip in there, and it was an ugly, ugly peach tree. But it gave good fruit. No matter how ugly, and it was ugly. I, I can still picture right here, that ugly peach tree. All kinds, you know. The bark was all messed up. Guys with knives, you know, carving their names, you know. Girls in there, me and Steve. Uh, yeah, right, honey, you wished. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but it was that kind of a tree where they would do all that stuff, you know. But every season it produced great peaches. Oh. Uh, why? Because of the root. You couldn't harm the root. The root was deep. You couldn't climb on the root. You could climb on the tree and the limbs, but you couldn't climb on the root because... Good root produces good. Produce. Hallelujah. Rudy, to, to, to you too. Hallelujah. Uh, produce. Uh, 
Uh, so there has to be a root, or else there's going to be no fruit in, in, in your lives. And here in John chapter 12, verse 24, Christ is, is telling us something there. He brings out three things, okay? Three things had to be realized first in order for the production to come about. And we're going to cover these three things here this morning. Number one, what Jesus is talking about there in John 12, 24. Matter of fact, let me read it one more time. John 12, 24. Keep your Bibles open to it, please. Because I want to dissect it here a little bit. I tell you the truth. Unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many, many seeds. First of all, the seed has to be given. You can't keep it in your hand. Okay? The seed had to be, it has to leave your hand. In the Greek, the word except, which Jesus uses here in John 12, 24, it means unless or until. See, Jesus was saying that until or unless the seed, uh, you know, is is really planted, there can be no reproduction. No release, no increase. Are you with me? You got to release it. You just can't hold it in your hand. Uh, You just can't keep it in your pocket when it comes to finances. You got to release it. You can't keep it here. You got got to have it. You got to let it go. All right? Unless, until it's released. So until or unless any of us are willing to Give unto God, then we can have no reproduction. So step number one, you got to release it. Step number two, secondly, the seed must be planted in the right place, in a, in a proper destination, in order for it, my friend, to, you know, to, to bring about the best desired results. Are you with me? Got to be put where? In the soil. If you put seed on the parking lot, you ain't going to get too much. Uh, you ain't going to get to, there's a few weeds that know how to grow in parking lots, but not good seeds. Uh, see, the odds are, you're not going to have too many happy returns. Now, Christ is saying, unless or until a seed falls to the ground. That's what he says, unless a seed falls where? To the ground. The ground or the soil is the designated place that a seed is supposed to be placed in. And the best place for a seed is to place that has been plowed, a place that has been prepared and tilled ahead of time. That's the best place to put seed. You don't want to put seed just on on terrible ground. You want it on good, tilled ground, good soil, a good ground. Okay? A place that's ready and fertile. See, Christ feels it's important to plant good seed on good ground. Not just any ground. And with that and by that, I mean that where you give your finances, where you plant your seed... The place is very important. It's got to be good soil. You know, when you give your finances to the secular, worldly places, that's, that equals pavement. Now, I know you go to the movies, and that's okay, but that's pavement. You know, that's for your own entertainment, what have you. You give your seed to, you know, Sears, pavement. Uh, Walmart, pavement, pavement. Payment to the pavement. Hallelujah. Uh, That's really what it is. The secular stuff. But when you give your seed on good soil, then you're going to have many happy returns. Uh, See, personally, I've planted a lot of seed in my day. But you know where I put most of my seed? In Victory Outreach. I mean, almost all of my seed has gone to one place, and it's been to a ministry such as this. See, there is... This is simply put, being being a good steward, simply put... uh, being a good steward with the increases God has trusted you with. Remember in the Gospels, the parable 
uh, the, 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 the sower and the seed. And the seed that fell, the Bible says, on stony ground. Those are ministries with little fruit production, you might say, on, on stony ground. They make, it makes little sense to plant seed in ministries or churches such as this, really. That is, they, don't, they don't have a lot of good returns. See, prayer and fasting and witnessing and doing great exploits, these kinds are the spiritual things that happen where you have good seed. In other words, a church that's praying, a church that's witnessing, a church that's, that's doing something for God, great exploits, that's good soil. That's good soil. Uh, a healthy church. Healthy church will, will eventually bring a wealthy church. Because that's what I'm talking about, wealth, God's increase. Uh, and you want to be wealthy, and I want you to be wealthy. Uh, but you've got to learn where to put the seed at. For it, in order to have many happy returns in your life. Very vital, very, very important. Not a secular pavement. Uh, but even in sermons such as this on, on, on finances, man, why do you got to preach on money? Well, because the word, the Bible says, is water. And we got to water your seed. If we don't water your seed, then it ain't going to happen. You need water for the seed to grow. Ah, it makes sense. Good soil, but good water as well. Look at Exodus 23, verse 19. Exodus 23, verse 19. Do you have it? It says there, Bring the best of the first fruits of your what? Of your what? Soil to the house of the Lord your God. Bring the best of the first fruits of your soil. Your ground to the house of the Lord, your God. Okay, so you first of all, you got to release it. Then you got to plant it where? Good soil. Thirdly, the third thing that Jesus said that was important for the seed to do, he says, let it die. Let it die. This is by far the hardest procedure of the three that I brought out so far. And the reason being is obvious that nobody really enjoys dying. Nobody enjoys dying, huh? but it's supposed to die, the Bible says. See, what we're dealing with here, the term die here is actually a word for germination. Or it's a banker's term called mature. Let it die, let it germinate, let it mature. The seed has to germinate. When you put the seed in the ground, it's, it has a process. It's called germination. All right, it doesn't mean Heil Hitler. All right, but it's germination. All right, it, it, it's in there and it's a process. It takes time for it to grow and to germinate, to mature. It's a banker's term. Okay, it's got to give it some time. Let it die. See, if you had a certain lump of an amount of money and you put it in the bank, but as soon as you deposit it, you just as fast, as fast withdraw it, you'd never let it mature. You would never let it germinate. And it could never give you an increase. There would be no results because you'd, you'd, you'd put the money in the bank and you'd come and withdraw it. You wouldn't let it germinate. You wouldn't let it mature. Ah, it doesn't make no sense. And that's the principle that Christ is using here. Okay? He's saying that first, you need to plant the seed. Secondly, you've got to put it on, on, on rewarding soil. Then, leave it alone. Don't go uproot or mess with it. Don't uproot the seed right away because it's not going to be able to do nothing. Let it die. Let it mature. Let it germinate. That's when it can bring back later on much fruit. Are you with me? Much fruit will happen once you let it die. 
See, Christ is saying, when a piece of seed, when it abides alone, it is really very little that it's going to reproduce. It's, it's not going to be able to do too much. It's not good for nothing, really. Because it's abiding alone. But when it unites with the soil, look out. When, it's, when it seeds by itself, nothing's going to happen. But when it unites with the soil, germination. Ah, something happens when they get together. With the seed, my friend, with the seed, the day of its death is really the day of its birth into the multiplying life. To the life of multiplication. The day that a seed dies is the day that it begins to multiply. Die to multiply. So Jesus tells us, leave the seed alone. Trust God for the increase. Yet again, so many people find it so hard, so difficult to leave their seed faith alone. Uh, they might give the seed, they might plant the seed, but their influence over the seed uh, as a sower, it doesn't die. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. Uh, it doesn't die, their influence. They're continually and constantly checking up on how their seed is doing. Hmm. Where's the money going to? Uh, Pastor Steve went on vacation. Who paid for it? I did. Okay. Uh, what's happening over here? Uh, they're continually, you know, what's happening over there? Let it die. Uh, but people can't do that. It's, it's, it's real hard. If a farmer was to plant seed, but then be continually and constantly messing with the seed, he could harm his crop to the point of losing his crop. If you'd always be able to check it out the seed, is it still there? Oh, okay. Man. He could harm his crop. He could jeopardize his family. Jesus says, let it die. Leave it alone. Don't mess with it. Ah, Man. Have any of you, men, 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 you ever cook beans or rice? What does your wife tell you? Don't mess with the lid. Am I right? Come on, ladies. But how many men mess with the lid? My family has seen me cook. I'll go and I'll check. Why did you do that for Because I'm hungry. I want to see how it's doing. Bad farmer, bad farmer. Good eater, bad farmer. You know, because you're messing with the lid. You're not letting it germinate. You're not letting it simmer and then sit. I wasn't trusting the, the law of the, of the harvest that it was going to be good rice. Did you put, you know, uh, tomato sauce on it? Yes. Did you put a little bit of comino? Yes. Did you put some? Yes. Did you put some? Yes. Then it's going to be good. You got to trust that it's going to be all right. You already did it. It's, it's supposed to do that. Ah. <laughs> we got to leave the pot covered. Ah. Don't touch it. Let it simmer. Let it mature. Let it germinate. Usually, my friend, the reason people won't leave the seed alone to die, to germinate, is the very same reason why Christians keep hounding over how and where and why their money is spent. And you know why Christians are always doing that? Why do Christians always, oh, where's the money? Where's the money? How, how much is in that bottle? How is it? Usually the reason is this. It's a word called control. Control. Like if I could control the rice in that thing. You know, but we want to control the thing. Uh, and without us taking our hands off the whole entire process now, 
and letting it go, the seed will not mature because we're messing with it all the time. Parents with your children. Uh, eventually, after you've taught them and brought them up the best biblical way possible, you're going to have to release them and plant them somewhere and leave them in God's hands. Children are seed. Someday you're going to have to let them go. You have to trust God for that. Uh, you, mean, you know who the worst marriages are? Mother-in-law, mother-in-law. Mother, where are you going? Mama-in-law. Mother, who called you? Mother-in-law. Who's coming over? Mother-in-law. Mother-in-law. Let it die. I'm not saying to shoot her. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> Leave him alone. It's a principle of fun in God's word. But we have to be, you know, man. I thank God that we moved way away from our in-laws, man. <laughs> Let it die. We have a good marriage. We germinated, matured, all right. But if I always, you know, you know, is he taking care of you? And I told somebody this the other day. I mean, her grandmother was at our house the other day. You met her, you know, the little lady from Pasadena, she calls herself. She was here for our Easter service. Uh, and she's eating at our table. She stayed about a week. And then she looks, who's that? Oh, you're Josie's husband. You know, you know how grandma is. Oh. Better take good care of my granddaughter. I said, I said, you told me that 24 years ago. I said, look at the house. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, 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 uh, those are usually the marriages that have the worst time when the in-laws are always in there getting their hands on stuff. Let it die. Ah. Uh, See, but it's all because the parents or their, or their friends or their family didn't understand the law of seed time and harvest. It's a principle found in God's word. Even in the life of Christ himself, listen to this. Even Jesus himself, the father who was the sower, God himself, he obeyed his own law. Listen to what I'm saying right now. The father obeyed his own law when he planted his son on this earth. He left him alone. He took all the right steps. And did them properly. He gave. He planted. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten seed. Uh, he took all the right steps. He planted. He put him in, in good soil here on this earth, on this planet. And he left him alone to die. My God, my God, why has thou left me alone? Why? Because there's a reason. you got to germinate that thing. God himself understood the principle of reaping and sowing. And, uh, and look at the results. Many happy returns, souls all over the place. Because the father left the son alone. Leave it alone. Ah. The process of multiplication was put in place with Jesus, with us. The same principle can be applied with our finances. God wants to bless his people to the point of wealth. But he's going to need our cooperation, uh, our work of faith with him. The Bible says in Corinthians, he that... Plants seed sparingly, will reap sparingly. But he that plants bountifully shall reap bountifully. Big time. Look at I'm going to cut to the chase. I had some other, I'll preach in the next service. But I want you to turn to Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4. Beginning in verse 
we have to invest what we have. But then the blessings will come. And that's scriptural. Ephesians 4 verse 12 and 13 says, do you have it? So prepare God's people for works of service. So that the body of Christ will be what? Until, there's that word again, until. Seed falls, until we will reach unity in the faith. And in the knowledge of the Son of God and become what? That's that banking term again. Germinate. Attaining to the whole measure, there it is, increase, of the fullness of Christ. Look at verse 15 now. Jump down to verse 15. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow, grow up into him who is ahead, that is Christ. From him the whole body, what? Joined and held together by every supporting ligament. What does it do? Grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. See the word there in verse 16, joined and support? See, the only way this body of believers can grow is for people to join it. To join. And once you join it, what's the next word down here? What does it say? Support. You've got to support it. Uh, in other words, for this body to become all that God wants it to be, somebody has to join it to be a part of the body, and then you've got to support it. It's up to you and I to support this work. Uh, we can't do, I'm not a millionaire, I can't do all this stuff. I can earn some money because I go out and preach and I do stuff and, you know, now that I'm an elder, they give me a few more dollars. Uh, and I can contribute, I can do, but I, I can't do it myself. We all need to join together, unity of the body, to grow and to mature. Uh, to have the walls come down to what God wants us to do. But we, you have to support it, it's up to you. If you're going to be a part of the body, the way we know you're a part of the body is if you support the body. If you don't support the body, it's okay. Then you're not really a part of the body. First, you've got to join. Uh, then you've got to support. And that's how we know that you've joined. Is through your support. Then it says you grow. Then there's increase. Then that's what it says. Supporting ligaments grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. And you all got to do your work. We all got to do our part uh, in order for God to bring the increase and for the growth to happen. So first of all, you've got to plant the seed. You gotta drop it in good soil, then you gotta let it die, let it die. leave it alone. And you gotta trust God for that. And it all boils down to that. You gotta trust us. You gotta trust that, that, that we're, we're up and up and we have integrity here and we have character here. That we're, every penny that comes in here, that we're gonna put in the right place. And it, it'll happen here. We have a good reputation here. We have a great reputation when it comes to finances. I guarantee you, every penny goes to where it's supposed to go. I guarantee you. Uh, and we have our, 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 our accountant here today. She knows. And ask any account that we've ever had. This church is in the up and up. But you have to trust. Trust is a banking term. Put it in a trust. You, you trust banks? Uh, You've you got to trust the house of God and the things of God. If, we, if we're not right, God will get rid of us. I mean, I'm preaching to me right now. I know that. Uh, I know my job. I know what i got to do. Uh, I mean, I have to be above board than a banker. All that stuff. I have to, be, have, to be, have integrity here and character. Uh, but, but it all because what God wants to do. Join. Support. Be a part. Uh, but let it fall. On good, and this is good soil. Look what we're doing tonight. Uh, we're having one of the best groups in all of America coming to your church. I'm not saying coming to a church near you. I'm saying coming to your church. Real close to you. Hopefully it's close to you. Uh, this is a church where the thing germinates. It's good stuff here. Uh, but let it die. Do you get the message? 
And I think a good illustration was the mother-in-law. Uh, I don't want to call you Christian-in-law. Christian. What's happening with the man? What's happening with the man? Trust. Let it die. Have faith. Christian-in-law. I want every head bowed. And every eye closed, please. Every head is bowed. Every eye closed. Spirit of God, moving in ministry.